0: Welcome back to episode seven of the Fade Podcast. Once again, I'm joined by my colleagues Cam Britt, Steve, Laura, and Ethan McLeod. We're missing um our Dallas go- our Dallas boy this week. I guess he's a no show after that horrible loss they took to the 49ers. Expected. So, yeah, he didn't he didn't want to hear it this week, did he? <laughs>
1: no, he's, he's definitely embarrassed after after what that Dak did on Sunday.
0: Yeah, we have I'll we had a loss. you show him the ring. We had a lot to discuss about it too. You know what I mean. There's a lot going on in Dallas. Well, you know
2: That's
1: that's just Dallas fans for you, right there.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. They don't want to take. They don't want to take the fire after the after yeah. the loss. You know all, what I mean? They're all, they're all
1: talk all it's season
2: until cool. they lose in the
1: playoffs.
0: Yep. Now, now say they would have won, he would have been in here. <laughs> oh, going out on blast on all of us.
2: And now Dax, the, Dax the worst quarterback blast in the, in the league all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, they didn't do yeah. that. that. But so weeks ago,
2: he was the best. So,
0: Going off of that, we're going to recap the playoffs. Uh, first, let's go Bengals-Bills. Big one there.
3: Yeah, yeah. I was uh, quite surprised, to be honest with you. Like. I really thought the Bills were going to come out with a little fire under them, but it looked like they were flat. And then Diggs going off on, on Josh Allen, I mean, that, that's just – that's a shame, man. I think Josh Allen is a top-tier quarterback. And for I – don't get me wrong, Diggs is a really good wide receiver, but I don't think he has the right to be yelling at Josh Allen like that. But <laughs> it is what it is. But I was shocked, just as anybody was.
2: Yeah, Still? I don't think – I don't think he's a team player at all. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everybody wants to win in the NFL. But most guys you see, like that got number one right receivers, and that are stars. They're mostly team players. Stephon Diggs, they lose in the playoffs. He's obviously not a team player. So we'll see what happens. I don't – I mean, I like Diggs, don't get me wrong, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, we, we, we've seen in the past that Diggs at times, he's just like a hothead.
2: <clears throat> I just
1: confused. Yeah, so I think I don't think it was anything personal to Josh Allen, but at the same time, like that's your quarterback. He had he had one bad game, so All right. Like, like he, he can't be yelling at your quarterback like that, and if you if he was that much of a star wide receiver, he he should be getting more than four targets. Like, okay, if if Josh Allen isn't seeing you that's one thing but throughout the whole game only getting four targets that's telling you something it's telling you you weren't open
0: yeah definitely you know there's a i think what any competitor you know like he it wasn't just on the field how he was yelling he went into the locker room dude and stormed out of there before anyone could even get in and then
2: snap yeah
0: duke johnson had to go and grab him before he left the stadium you know at the end of the season, when you know you're not going to see your guys up until the start of training camp and OTAs, that's your final time you see them before you go on this break. That's when, all right, let's reflect on this season. You know, let's have each other's back right there. That whole locker room should have went up to Josh Allen and, you know, just said, hey, listen, I know we lost, but we still got your back here, our QB. Well, I can understand, like, Diggs, but not to the extent of being a, like, being a a crybaby necessarily about it like walking out on your team and now there's these trade rumors all this stuff i just think he could have handled it a lot better but like he said he's like i love josh don't get me wrong but when i expect someone to play up to these standards and as i know we're better than what we played i'm just going to be upset about it you have every right to be upset but at the same time, it wasn't just Josh Allen. You know where was your defense that game? Because if your if your offense isn't producing, the Bills have again a top one of the top defenses in this league. They didn't produce. They didn't hold the Bengals to anything. You know, like Burrow threw for two forty two and two tutties. Mixon had and and you got to think they didn't even really have to throw the ball. They were destroying them. And Mixon had one hundred and five on the ground. But when both Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs combined for six catches for I think a little over 60, I think it was like 69, 68 yards. That's your two number your number 1 and number 2 receivers who aren't doing none. But I don't know. Yeah, going back Yeah, to I was Diggs, I don't know. Go ahead. Either. Sorry. Going,
1: going back to Diggs, I also see it as like the NFL is a business and it's not just on the field where you have to act professional, it's off the field. And like, after the game, he just, like he, like Luke said, he just stormed out of the stadium. He didn't even go to the press conference. And like that, that right there, that's just, that's just being a loser and unresponsible. Cause like he had to have his teammate, he had to have Cole Beasley talk upon him. Like you shouldn't be doing that to your teammates. That's yeah, like, I know. That's just, yeah. and you're,
0: and he's the captain of this football team. You
1: know yeah, what I mean? There's a difference between being emotional and being irrational, and mm-hmm. I think I think he crossed that line. But in terms of the game, the Bills just got completely outmanned. Both sides of the ball, their, the Bengals offensive line, destroyed the Bills defense. I mean. Every every play the Bengals were gaining eight, nine yards on first down. And they it just looked like they're having their way completely. Um, the Bills defense they couldn't couldn't do anything to stop the Bengals and their offensive line couldn't block for shit, honestly. So I think the Bills
0: have to recoup.
3: They,
0: they really
1: gotta figure figure stuff out.
0: Now they're now. I guess the aura surrounding Josh Allen is he's gonna be that guy that can never win the big games. He'll never make it to a Super Bowl. They're calling him now the Philip Rivers of this era. What's your guys' like opinion on that?
3: I don't think he is in that sense. I think Philip Rivers was a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Like I think he was. I think he was an all-time great. For as many kids as he has, he has zero, like, Super Bowls or anything like that. But, like, Josh Allen is, like, he is a step above what Rivers used to be. And my personal opinion. Like, he's more athletic. He's got a better
0: Has More fire than Phillip, too.
3: Yeah, exactly. And so I I don't think that comparison is fair, to be honest.
0: I think they're just comparing it to where it's, like, you can't win. Like, he's a – a good quarterback, we just can't win the big games when it when it happens. But like Philip Rivers was never really put into a big time games.
1: Yeah, yeah Philip Rivers, what he made the playoffs probably like four or five times in his career. And he yeah, played, he played for like seventeen seasons. So yeah, well, Josh, Josh Allen, he's only twenty six. Like, that's, yeah. maybe maybe five six years from now, I could get that comparison if he doesn't win anything. But I, I could definitely see him at least making the Super Bowl one time in the next I would hope
0: so. I yeah. would hope so. And and in and, and all honesty, dude, like we talked about it when the playoffs started. The AFC is no joke. Like that side is stacked. Now, like if you took the Bills and put them in the NFC, that they'd be they'd be trouble. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That'd be a team that oh wow, like they're they're the favorites for the Super Bowl. But oh, yeah. they would already I mean- make it. Probably, yeah, Josh Allen
2: was also the favorite to win MVP in the beginning of the year, dude. So, Mm -hmm. I definitely agree with Ethan 100%. Like, he's way too young to even compare him to Phillip Rivers. I mean, I can see Josh Allen. I mean, I think obviously, I've said it before, I think Joe Burrow surpassed him. Um, but I definitely see Josh Allen winning an MVP and the Super Bowl at with or throughout his career. I'm sorry, at least once for sure.
0: Yeah, going off of that game, Jags, Chiefs, 27-20, Chiefs. Mahomes, he can just do it all, hey?
3: No, not everything. I don't think he's going to beat the Bengals this week. But that game was honestly no surprise. I didn't think it was going to be that competitive. I mean, I picked the Jags to win in hopes that the Chiefs would lose. But you get what you get. not really complaining about it. It's just the Chiefs are a very good football team.
0: Definitely – I didn't. I definitely didn't think it was going to be as competitive as it was either.
2: I don't even think they have that good of a team, man, honestly, the Chiefs. I just think they have a good quarterback and they have good coaches surrounding that quarterback. Mahomes well, is a monster. I they fall yeah, I don't, think they, I don't think they've ever had a great defense within the, – because they've been to the championship the past couple of years. I don't think they've had a great defense either of those years, honestly. It's always been the offense. But – a lot of people said about how Mahomes couldn't do it without Tyreek and this and that when he was going to Miami. He's obviously proven it, dude, in my opinion. I just think he's – Mahomes is up here, dude, and then there's like Burrow, Allen, and Hurts.
0: Yeah, like he steps ahead of these guys. Right, right. These
2: guys. Yeah, I think,
1: I think that, that game was pretty much exactly how I expected other than Mahomes getting hurt. Mm-hmm. But even with him getting hurt, and he came, he was sat out one possession. Chad honey came in, did his thing. But then Mahomes came right back. And you could obviously tell he was hurting. Like he was limping when he was going back to hand the ball off. But that that just shows you how good he is and how dedicated he is to the team. And he, he didn't waver once. Like he, he was making one one foot throw hop throws off his left foot.
0: Yeah, dude,
1: he, he could literally do everything. No matter, he's a
0: monster. And their running back Pacheco, man, he had a big game too. He had ninety-five on the ground. But like, dude, when you have when you have a guy like Travis Kelsey, who by the time he's said and done with his career, I think he's going to be the greatest tight end of all time, in my opinion. You know, there's arguably what Gonzalez, Gates, Gronk, et cetera. But like when he's all said and done with him, I'm. Um, I think he might be like the most effective tight end. You definitely could argue that really already, huh?
2: You could argue that he's the best receiving tight end already. Of all that's time. what I
0: mean. Yeah, dude. Like,
2: yeah. Uh, So that's definitely. I can. He, agree had, right
0: an, he that. had another two-tuddy game. You know? Yeah,
2: like, dude, he's a freak.
0: Yeah, like, he and with Mahomes
2: there, he's just getting everything.
0: And with Mahomes, dude, like even on one foot. If people want to say, because I was a guy saying, oh, he's just hobbling because he wants everyone going and saying, oh, look at my homes, look at my homes. That's his brother. Dude, but the same thing is, is dude, regardless, dude, he's doing it on one foot. Like, I'm fully aware that he's injured. Obviously, you saw how bad his ankle got snapped. There's going to be just a lot – like, this game's not going to be a pushover game. No by no by no means he has to come in there expecting a big a shootout like this is gonna be a high powered game Burrow is gonna be slinging a rock so is Mahomes I don't see Pacheco having that big of a game I think it's gonna be the pass game going off of that one Dallas 49ers 1912 49ers I thought it would have been a, a little better of a game than what we watched yeah I thought it was a pretty good game. Yeah, defensively. Defensively. It
2: was a good game, too, but.
1: Isn't that what we expected, though?
2: Just Uh, thinking if I had a quarterback like that, I'd be disappointed at this point, honestly.
0: I think he has the same, right now, the same playoff record as Tony Romo. I think they're both two and four in the playoffs, and then in divisional games or whatnot, they're 0 and whatever. I think 0 and 1 or 0 and 2. I think it's time, like. Like Jerry Jones, this is why I want to deal in this. For Jerry Jones to like necessarily move on. Me as an Eagles fan though, I thought that game would have went a little bit different if Tony Pollard didn't fracture his fibula, I believe it was. And I think that game would have went a lot different than what it what it should have been because their second half running was not good at all. And dude, I like Zeke. As an Eagles fan, I like Zeke, but dude, Zeke is not cutting it anymore.
1: No, Go, going into that game, I, I didn't think that Zeke would be a factor at all. I thought they would have relied on relied on Pollard in the passing game and running game. He's more explosive, and that's what you need against San Fran. But yeah, unfortunately, he got hurt for Dallas because Dallas had every chance in the second half to score and win the game, or at least make it make it a tied game at some points. But their offense just continued to fall behind in their defense. Their defense kept them in it, but really their offense let them down and they really didn't look effective after after Pollard got injured at all. I think the game told like a major
3: story for both teams. Like it exploited so many things wrong with the Cowboys and so many things wrong with the 49ers even because there's holes in both of their games. Obviously, people thought Dak Prescott was the guy, you know, in Dallas. But now the narrative has changed where, he sucks. Like, get him out, you know. So, I think it's, I think it's a good thing for both teams, to be honest with you. For it being a low-scoring game, I think it shows the offenses' weaknesses and maybe possibilities of getting some
1: strengths next year. Yeah, I saw. I actually saw on Twitter, Cowboys fans were petitioning uh, for the Cowboys to trade Dak and sign Carson Wentz. That's that's how bad. <laughs> no it way. Yeah. No way! Yeah, it, it wasn't just like one person. It was like a whole, like a whole tweet. Wow!
2: I was just That'll gonna say, good. dude. I feel like Dak is the new Carson Wentz of the NFC East, honestly, because he's he's making all this money, dude. He's not performing up to par, so. That's he's- the thing, though.
0: How how do you trade? How do you trade him though? Like exactly what um, Zeke. How do you trade these guys that have all this guaranteed money behind them? Then you know what I mean. And this is, yeah, Jerry, this I is Jerry, this is Jerry Jones' wrongdoing, to where he's favoriting players that aren't doing what whatever. He's going and giving them these big contracts, and they're just not producing. it after you know, like Dak Prescott, he's, I wouldn't say he's a, a piss poor of a quarterback, but like. He's not the like, he's not your guy that you know, all right, we're we're gonna definitely come in and, and win this game. That's just how it is. You know, like there's quarterbacks when they play this game, they know, all right, we're winning this game.
2: It's not a quarterback that you're gonna win a Super Bowl behind. Mm-hmm. I think Dallas fans are starting to see that now.
1: I feel like it's he David David a lot every year with Dak. Like he he has a lot of potential. And every year you go on saying, oh, if he improves a little bit, if he is more consistent. You know, two two weeks ago, he had arguably the best game of his career against the Bucks, And then next week he comes in, throws two picks, puts his defense in a horrible position, and really just make, makes a lot of bad throws and bad decisions. So I, I, I don't really know what the next step is for him because it seems like he's not going to improve. In that aspect, aspect at all. So uh, I th- I think it'll be interesting how how they handled this offseason in terms of what are they are they going to try to move him, are they going to just keep the same team and roll with it, see if, see if anything changes?
0: Yeah, because uh, their cap, their cap room isn't isn't that high every year. It's because they have all these guys signed. What yeah. I thought was stupid is is Mike Gallup. I don't know. Did he break his ankle or tear his ACL? He did something to where he needed surgery last season, right?
1: Yeah, I think it was an ACL.
0: And he then he he needed he needed uh, surgery, and they signed him on a torn ACL, like in the whatever. They're like, "Oh, all right, we're still gonna bring him back." Who in their right mind does that?
3: Jerry Jones does Gallup. You know, it's on, it's a horse sound and cowboys, you know, Jerry Jones. Yeah, That's
0: on. what so I mean dude. It's just fun. like stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like I
1: mean, they, they I feel like they don't evaluate their talent as much as they should year in and year out. They they mm-hmm. take what a guy what a guy's potential could be and what he's shown them for one year or even that's in training. like, Oh, he's he's good, so let's sign him for a long deal. I feel like that's obviously not working out for them.
2: Yeah. yeah. The two guys that Dallas needs to sign in the future is CeeDee Lamb and Micah Parsons. And yeah. Tony Pollard. They need to, they need to part, are part ways with Zeke, dude, and they need to figure something out with Tony Pollard because he's starting to get into that point where he's going to be in the prime of his career. Like Luke said earlier, dude, Zeke's not cutting it. Like, they might be committed to Zeke, and he might be willing to take a pay cut for them. But if he's not producing, he's not producing. Tony Pollard, on the other hand, is... He might not be an every-down back, but that's when you draft a running back to split the touches with him. Um, I'm not a Dallas fan, obviously, but I definitely think Tony Pollard is a top 10, maybe like 11 or 12 running back.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but like Pollard, dude, Pollard just broke his fibula. You know what I mean? So now this is where it comes iffy is because he was a free agent, right? So now, where do they necessarily go with him breaking his fibula? Is he gonna return and be the same guy? You know, like
2: I didn't even know he did that.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens with Pollard, like how mm-hmm. how his injury progresses. Odd. Honestly, don't know what the Cowboys are going to do with Zeke's contract and Dak's contract. They really don't have room to sign Pollard to the deal that he'll probably want and deserve.
0: I heard a franchise tag possibly.
2: It might be worth it it at this point. Yeah, Yeah, it might be worth it to tag him at this point. That's that's what
0: I mean. Just give give him a one-year deal. Running backs, when they get franchise tagged, they're getting, like I think, 12 to 15 so, Is is Dallas
2: losing, like, a lot of people to free agency over the offseason or not?
0: No, not really. No. I don't think so. Really.
2: That's not what I them. thought. What is the
0: just like just like yeah. the veterans. Just like some, like, veterans that they picked up. I think, like, Malik Hooker, stuff like that. I don't think they're really losing anyone besides, like, D-Lineman, like, uh, Fowler, like, stuff like that. Well, yeah. Kellen but, Moore might end up – or go ahead and just go off that. No. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. What were you saying about Moore? I was going to say Kellen
2: Moore is probably going to be a head coach. So yeah,
0: and I, I, li- I like I like Callum Moore. Me too. Mm-hmm. Going off that thirty-eight-seven Philly Giants, you know, wasn't expecting a blowout. Wasn't expecting a blowout. No, I think I think I
1: called like a three or four point game.
0: No, yeah, I, I thought it was a trap game.
1: Yeah, I thought the Giants defense was gonna come out and I thought they were gonna hold us mm-hmm. a lot in the first half. I expected it to be like maybe a one score game throughout most of the game and then the Eagles were gonna pull away in the end. But yeah, they were they were so impressive.
2: They were dude. I think that defense went healthy. I said it on the Philly pod yesterday, is arguably the best secondary in the league.
0: Definitely. Yeah.
3: No, I could agree with you. I mean, you're not entertained. I mean, Jesus. With Hurts and in, in the backfield. And if AJ Brown gets more touches this week and he's not upset about like getting minimal touches, I, I think he was upset about
1: his hip, too. I mean,
2: yeah, I think but he pulled him or something.
1: It's going to be a really good game coming up against 49ers. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they didn't even need AJ Brown. So that's, that's not a question. And the 49ers, they've been giving up a lot. A lot of receptions and yards to number one uh, wide receivers like CD. He had ten catches, 117 yards last week. Uh, DK Metcalf. He had a big game in the wild card. So uh, I think I think I think AJ will come out definitely with a better game this week. I think it's crucial
2: think, for him to.
0: Yeah, I think he's he's due for this big game, and like if he's not, I know I know Steve's boy Skinny Smith will step up. Then you know what I mean. So. That's gonna be. It's gonna be a big game. This is our biggest test. You know, like last week we had 268 on the ground combined with all of our running backs and Jalen. So this is a big, a big week for us. We two two games, two games to win it all, to win all the glory and and everything, and just to prove that we didn't. We our road here wasn't that easy. Going and off that people, people, oh, hold on, look, people all year. Have been saying the
1: uh-huh. Eagles haven't had a real test. Like mm-hmm. Eagles playing assault, they obviously had the easiest schedule in terms of win-loss percentage from last. Well, I think week.
0: that's bull. I think that's bullcrap in a way. You know what yeah. I mean? They're all yeah. NFL teams.
1: The Eagles, the Eagles had the best record against winning teams, seven and one. So, mm-hmm. but hey, this week it'll either silence everyone or you know maybe prove them right. But. Definitely. I guess we'll see because San Francisco is definitely the real deal and definitely a real test.
2: I think if we could exploit the pass, though, man, I think if I think it's crucial that A.J. Brown goes off this game. Yeah. The 49ers secondary really isn't the best. They do have a really good um, run defense, but the secondary, man, the pass and defense just isn't there in my opinion. We have three very, very talented targets that we can exploit this week, and it is very crucial to do that, dude. It's crucial to give Miles Sanders that ball and AJ Brown. This is why we paid you, dude, to come here. You have been my favorite player, dude, in the league for like <laughs> three years now. Please, please go off this weekend. We need it.
0: Yeah, it's it's gonna be crucial for us to to do something here. And it's it's a big game. I think what we are saying before is. Is there stuff to then look at I think it was Cam who said that with the Dallas 49ers game is there stuff then that you can go and look at necessarily and be like well they did this against they did this against the 49 ers or against Dallas can we exploit it a little bit you know so we'll see with that going off that your picks for this week Bengals Chiefs what do we got
3: all right. We're going with the bankers all day, man. Joe Burrow is kicking the living have? shit out of my homes this week. Two scores,
2: put it on Cincinnati. Burrow, he's just – they're going to pound the Chiefs, dude. He's going back to the Super Bowl. I said it a couple weeks ago that he was going to carry them through the playoffs. I don't mean to brag, but I called it. They're going back to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, the Chiefs – are. Sorry, the Bengals, they they look unbeatable right now. Their offense, they're just homing along. Their offense and defensive line playing great. Their defense, they're getting really good uh, pass rush, which they, they've been doing that, like, low-key all season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just just saw a video today. Patrick Mahomes is walking out of a press conference he had no nothing wrapped around his ankle no limp so i'm going i'm going with the chiefs if if patty's healthy i'm taking him i know the that burrows three and oh against patrick mahomes uh, I, I don't i don't think he could win four in a row i mean he he's a great quarterback Bengals are a great team uh, i i got i gotta ride with big red
2: pink red is that because he looks <laughs> like a tornado out there <laughs>
0: I'm I'm riding with the Chiefs here too. I I, I watched a video today and I seen this the storyline about when they let go of Andy Reid, and I I think there's going to be a big story here where in the Super Bowl it's going to be Philly and and against Andy Reid. I I seen it all to where they're all saying Andy Reid's washed like as a coach. Obviously, like obviously he's not playing football that big old, but um. Yeah, he. I I just think yeah we're gonna see we're gonna see Pat Mahomes when Pat Mahomes is healthy he's unstoppable and it's insane because how good Joe Burrow looks. I think it's hard to beat a a good quarterback arguably when he's said and done gonna be the best of all time four times, but we will always see like it's gonna be the Mah- or Mahomes versus Burrow Mahomes versus Allen. It's gonna be insane, but I'm I'm going Kansas City. Eagles, Eagles, San Fran, where are we going there? Uh, I, I mean,
3: this is an easy pick. Obviously, I'm going with the birds. But uh, so I have something interesting. So, I, you know, how I mentioned before that uh, that exploiting the 49ers offense, maybe Brock Purdy a little bit. So the Eagles defensive back coach, DK McDonald, and their defensive assistant coach, Tyler Scudder, were at Iowa State. Or coaches at Iowa State on their defensive side of the ball when Purdy was there. They looked at this kid for four years throughout his college career. I'm guaranteeing they're gonna say some stuff. Hey, this gets in this kid's head. They're gonna, they're gonna wreck him, man. I don't I think it's gonna be a good game, a hard-nosed football game, but damn, if the birds don't win by three scores. No, I'm just joking. It's gonna be a
1: three-point game at the end of the day. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the Eagles will come out like last week, going up twenty-eight to nothing at halftime. Uh, but I can't pick against the Birds. Come on now, Birds—they're going to the Super Bowl. I'll take take them by fifty.
2: I agree with Cam, dude. I think that it's going to be <laughs> a very close game. Um, I think it's going to be like three to six points that the Eagles win by.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm rocking with the birds. I liked. I didn't know that, Cam. I didn't. Yeah, know I that. found it.
3: I was watching Good Morning Football on the NFL Network, and this guy was talking about it. I was like, "That's that's some interesting stuff." What are the odds of that?
0: Yeah, I had I had no idea about that, and that actually helps a lot for Philly because you know Sirianni and them. They you know they probably didn't even talk to those guys all year, and they're like, "Hey, we know you know something about Purdy." So they probably pulled him in, and you know what? I said this. I said Purdy's gonna have a rude awakening against the Birds if it happens. I said bring any team against us, and this team is the team that will go and say, you know what, buddy? You had a good run. All 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 credit where it's due, but hey, we're coming in there. We're get, we're gonna sack you five to six times, maybe seven or eight, and we're gonna we're gonna put you on the ground. I would not be surprised here, and I don't wish anyone to ever get hurt. I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if Birdie ends up getting laid out in this game by Javon Hargrave or Hassan Redick, and like something happens to him, and that you got to see Jimmy G walking in there with his bum knees, and <laughs> and seeing him try and pull off a miracle. You know, Jimmy G, you might as well kiss your career in San Fran goodbye because this is the last time you're suiting up as a 49er as well and and I I pray to God you come in I pray to God so you can get at least one snap under center to go off that way but it's not happening unless Purdy goes down but Purdy listen Mr. Irrelevant you're the most relevant guy right now in the NFL but I'm sorry I'm sorry we're the Eagles are coming to exploit you bad, and we're going to make it down. a fool out of Brock Purdy.
1: Yeah, I think uh, what the Eagles have to do to win this game is they have to have a good pass rush. Like last mm-hmm. week, we saw when, whenever the Cowboys got pressure on Purdy, he either like scrambled out and threw it away or he kind of just like pulled it under pressure. But uh, when, when he had a clean pocket, he had time to survey the field. He delivered those throws. Uh, I think they'll have to watch for McCaffrey out of the backfield, especially if they're, get, if they're getting a rush on Purdy. They're going to try to get the ball out of his hands quick. So I think that those are like the, the two main focal points, I would say, for the defense this week. But if, if they can contain McCaffrey and Debo out of the backfield, I think they'll have no problem.
0: Yeah, I'm more worried about Kittle, dude. I like I think our CBs, if Maddox is healthy, and even if he's not, if CJ comes down and plays in a slot, I'm content with our secondary in this game. I'm worried about Kittle. I think you know, like our linebackers need to be ready to cover him, and if not, then we need a safety over top ready for ready for Kittle at all times. Same if we play like Mahomes and Kelsey in the Super Bowl. Their tight ends, which I know it's necessarily kind of shifting away off Kittle, where he's not really their guy anymore. It's kind of like Debo and McCaffrey. It's all of them, but like, it's not like Kittle's our main guy anymore. The
2: main guy like Kelsey, yeah. yeah.
0: To where they they lean off of Kittle, they don't do that anymore. Like now, Kittle's been stepping up heavy, but this is where like I'm worried more or less about Kittle. And Debo in the backfield, dude, he's something else. Like, that's that's crazy. Cause I think he's more effective when he's in the backfield than he is as a receiver. That's just my opinion. I think he's very a very good like running back in a way.
1: Oh yeah, he's he's built like a running back.
2: He's he massive. He always convert yeah. too, dude. He might end up converting. Who knows?
0: Well, yeah, they have him for three more years.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, these Debo out of the backfield with, with McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. Don't don't forget to mention him. He's a solid running back. Really? They 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 have a lot of weapons, and I think the Eagles' secondary, like Luke said, they'll be fine. They have probably the best secondary in the league, so I'm not really worried about that. I I think they'll play uh they'll play CJ GJ on Kittle for most of the part, so I think he'll be fine. I just I'm just worried about out of the backfield and. Like kind of kind of like the dump the dump down throws and stuff like that that could lead to a lot of yardage like uh, yards after catch. That's really my. Yeah, main
0: if they're not ready for coming out of the backfield and then they have blockers over on the left so, left or right side, coming out. That's what yeah that's what scares me is because Christian McCaffrey dude when he's in open field, and he gets ahead it's of the runner right? dude.
2: Yeah, But I'm worried about those check down routes and those quick passes like the slants and stuff like that and the in routes. That's, because right. that's McCaffrey, dude. That's where he plays his best football. And he's arguably the best running back in the league himself. So, like Luke just said, dude, if he's playing with a of steam on him, dude, he's going to be extremely effective. And I feel he needs to be prepared for that. Mm. Anything D-
0: else, boys? Anything else with the playoff, playoffs this week? Oh, I
1: guess I guess we'll find out on Sunday who's going yeah. to the Super
0: Bowl, who's playing the yeah. birds in the Super Bowl. Hey, hey, we're not we're not here to shoot for our guys to be in this stupid little Pro Bowl stuff. Because no. you know what, I'm not turning that on unless the birds are in it to watch what Eli and Peyton and Snoop Dogg and Coach Pete Davidson. Take... Yeah, like what is together. that? Dude? You know, like that's stupid, man. But, I mean, I guess, dude, it was kind of flag football or 2 and touch the last, like, four years. Stupid. Yeah. They kind of kind of had to
1: change something. Yeah, yeah, they did, man.
2: I just think they ruined, think ruined it at football. this point, though. It's
3: like yeah, a physical it's... education class now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: I don't know. It's, it's bad. Going off that, um, we already – We already discussed Diggs and Allen's frustration. We already said what we had to say about that. Red today, Zeke is Ezekiel Elliott's willing to take a pay cut.
2: Question is, is he worth
0: it?
3: He shouldn't have gotten all that money anyway, to be honest with
0: you. I think he's willing to take the pay cut because he knows his time in Dallas is going to be shorter if he doesn't take it you know and i guess he's kind of seen his role now diminish and he knows that all right well i know dallas can maybe get me to the playoffs every year i like being in dallas i've been there for what 6 7 years already so i think he will, will take the, he wants to take the pay cut just because he knows that all these trade rumors are sparking up and and pollard obviously you know, now the NFL is consistent of uh two down like two running back systems to be successful.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's the main main option right now. If he wants to if he wants to stay in Dallas, he needs to take a big cut or else they're going to lose lose out on Pollard and probably lose out on other key pieces and Yeah. They're they're not going to make it anywhere.
0: Well, because that's what I was saying. I was gonna say earlier is when you have Dak signed and you have Zeke signed to this money, and Gallup then also signed to it. I think he's making like fifteen mil a year, dude. Like it was like five years. Yeah, no, and
2: injury prone.
0: So how do you then pay? How do you then go and pay then your future stars like Pollard, your guys like Trayvon Diggs? Micah especially like Micah is going to go and get the highest paid linebacker contract that was probably ever made it. And he deserves that by all means, you know? So if you have these guys making that money, you can't be dishing out that, that,
2: that. Well, you just said about digs, dude. I don't think, I mean, I think he's a solid corner to have for his rookie deal until that's up, but I don't think, Dallas will end up paying him, dude. He Diggs has always been the type of corner, and I know people say this a lot. He's either going to give up six, dude, or he's going to pick the ball and he's going to get six. But he he just goes up and tries to go for interceptions, man. Way too much, dude. It's ridiculous. He I I don't think he's a good corner to sign at all. I think they move on from Diggs, honestly, when his rookie deal is up. But yeah, like you said, you got to pay. You got to save up to pay Micah. He's going to get a massive contract. And, honestly, you got to save up to pay CeeDee Lamb, too, because he's going to want money. Like, he's been proven to be pretty effective, man.
0: Me, me and Eddie talked about this. Trayvon Diggs actually had a, a pretty good season.
2: Did, but it's not, like, a outstanding season. You know what I mean? No,
0: definitely not. Like, he's not – I would think, though, if, if you got Trayvon Diggs an actual number one corner – Trayvon Diggs would be probably a top two, three, number two corner in the league.
2: I think he – yeah, I think he would probably be the best number two corner in the league if he was just a number two. But at number one, man, there's just too many good receivers in this league that will just burn him. A.J. Brown's his father. So.
1: <laughs> well, Steve, he, he wouldn't be number one because number one is James Bradbury. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: no. Yeah.
0: Going off of um, off of Dallas, we have seen now Rodgers, He's willing to restructure his deal. Now he was he was saying about winning MVPs stuff like that, and then Gronk went and said something, and then he went back on the Pat McAfee show, and he goes, you know, people love in this generation to make out a villain. They didn't watch the full clip. He said, I think I could win MVPs, but the goal is is to win a Super Bowl. Now, he said with or without Green Bay, he's like, I don't want to move on from Green Bay. I My plan is to retire there, but I don't want to be in a rebuild mode. But now he's willing to restructure his deal as well. So what's your guys' takes on that?
1: I think Rodgers, he really came out and showed that he's really not that selfish because he said, like, if Green Bay, if they traded him or whatever, he wouldn't have any hard feelings, like, if if they felt that it was – it was time to move on like they're heading in a different direction that, you know, he he would, he would understand. So I think that really shows that it's, it's not all about MVP. It's not all about him. It's, you know, he he wants to do what's best for team that he's playing for, whether that'll be the Packers, whether it be the Jets, the Colts, any other team. Uh, I think he, he, he just wants, he's definitely, he's definitely not going to retire. Like, he definitely wants to keep playing. And I think he'll, he'll just play wherever someone wants him the most.
3: I definitely think he needs to restructure his contract if they're to get any weapons, though. Uh, I said it before, I think he's going to remain in Green Bay. Like, I, he's a for-lifer there, no doubt in my mind. But in order for them to be good, they have to get help for him. I mean, he's getting older in age. He's still playing relatively well, I mean, coming off an MVP season last year. But, I mean, he doesn't have Devontae anymore. Who would they go out and get? And that's what I'm curious to find out, if he could take uh, a, re- a restructured contract and what the Packers would be able to do with that.
1: Yeah, he could. I think he could very well stay in Green Bay. It just depends. I Honestly, I think it depends on what they do with their pick. Uh, they have the 15th overall pick. Uh, their two top two needs are probably wide receiver and tight end, honestly. So if if they would go out with their 15th pick and get a weapon for them, I think I I could see him staying there. And you'd have Christian Watson in his second year. Uh, he could build chemistry with Aaron over the offseason.
2: I, I I could see that happening. I agree with Cam, dude. I think he's a for-lifer in Green Bay. I think he definitely needs to restructure that contract, and they just need to figure some some kind of weapons out over there, dude, because I don't think Christian Watson is the number one target that they want to have for the next couple years. They definitely need to figure out something and make like a big trade in the offseason or draft, like a big-time receiver that's coming out or something like that, or a tight end. Like you guys said, that's another big target for them. So we'll see what happens with them in the off field or in the off season. And I really like Aaron Rodgers. I hope he does stay in Green Bay.
0: What was cool about Rodgers and what I liked about him in the offseason is he wasn't necessarily even putting like last offseason in training camp. He wasn't necessarily even putting the guys down. Like he was saying about Romeo Dobbs in the preseason and stuff, he's like, Man, this guy, you won't believe it. He reminds me of Devontae so much. I like Romeo Dobbs as well. I just think that there was, there was only little flashes of him. There wasn't, all right, here's an actual Devontae, but he's also a rookie. But like Cam said, if he can go and restructure this deal, and what do the Packers do with his restructuring? You know, So he said he's like, I created so many bonds there. Even if I would leave, I still would keep in contact with the front office people he don't want to go and do them wrong. Like he said, if they trade him, he'd understand. He's willing to, if they want want to go in rebuild mode or if they want to go younger, it is what it is. And I, I respect that with Rodgers because for the last couple of years, I thought he was like more of a selfish player. Like Dylan said, as he's all about himself. I don't really believe that. Like I guess now that podcasts are becoming a thing to where he's able to actually speak besides like, on an interview after practice or after a game to where like, you only get that one clip from him, But if you can go and watch a full podcast and see what he actually says, like he's very, very influential as a person and a good kind heart, like a kind hearted person as a a teammate, you know? So I think, I think we'll see Rogers possibly, like I know you guys said he's a four lifer. I think he's going to end up moving on. I just think it's best for both sides at this point to go and see what you have with Jordan Love for a season and and let Aaron go and move on. You know, They said they would not trade him to an NFC team, which sucks, because then if he goes to the AFC, I don't see him ever going to a Super Bowl in the AFC. I think he has an easier road in the NFC than he does with going up against Burrow, Allen, and Mahomes the next couple of years. But, I mean, like I said, and I think Trevor Lawrence and them, they're going to start coming up. That division's wide open every season now. You know, Indianapolis, I think, again, they're a quarterback and an elite receiver away because I like Michael Pittman, don't get me wrong, but he's not like a great route runner. He's more of like a bigger bodied guy. And I I think they're just one receiver and a quarterback away. I don't think Matt Ryan was your guy to bring in. I think they just brought Matt Ryan in to necessarily say, all right, he fits Frank Reich's system. He reminds us of a healthier, better, older version of what Wentz was in 17. You know, but, I mean, Matt Ryan, I think his time's done. Like, hang the boots up, man. And that's my take on, like, Indianapolis, Matt Ryan. I think I, Rodgers could pro- possibly be a Raider or a Jet. Frank
2: Reich's with the Panthers now. They just signed yeah. him today. Yeah, speaking yeah, of
1: former Colts coaches. Yeah, uh, I think that'll be interesting. I mean, the Panthers—they're one game away from making the playoffs this year. So, yeah. He, yeah, and that was
0: just a horrible division, though.
1: Yeah, but like you never know what's going to happen with the Bucs next year. And yeah, I honestly I see the Saints winning that division next year, but I mean you never know. Frank mm. Reich, Super Bowl, that's champion. a nice
0: take. I'd say I'd say like Atlanta. Atlanta has like Atlanta has like five years till they ever can compete again. I mean, that, it,
1: it depends when they get their quarterback.
0: That's what I'm because
1: uh, Desmond Ritter and Marcus Mariota, neither of those two are their franchise quarterback.
2: No,
0: no,
1: no.
2: absolutely not.
0: Going off of that, uh, Saquon Barkley turned down 12 million in the regular season when the – Offers were on a table by the Giants, and the front office said all right we're not, we're gonna end negotiations up until the off season He won something like c m c had he had dirt over thirteen hundred yards eleven tuddies on the ground a little over three hundred yards receiving eth ma- do you know how many games did he play- he didn't play a full season he missed like one or two right Sixth one yeah or did he play a full um I believe he missed a game or two. Yeah, might, I think he missed. He might He might
1: have missed just like a half a game.
0: Now, before you came in, me and Cam were like BSing about it, right? So, like, do, do you go and give him that 16 mil on a long-term deal? What do you think, Cam?
3: I, I don't know. It's very debatable because I think he's showing early signs of what Zeke is currently, can't remain healthy, is solid every now and then. You know, if they had another running back that was solid, I think they'd make a good pair. But I don't – I hate to say it because I love Saquon Barkley. I think he he was awesome at Penn State. But I don't think he's worth that big contract. I think he is worth the $12, 13000000 that the Giants are willing to pay him. That's just – it's the sad truth, to be honest with you, because I think he's phenomenal. But he's not a Christian McCaffrey where he's like – I don't know, elusive and healthy most of the time.
2: People said the same thing about McCaffrey last year, though, that, oh, he's not worth money, he can't stay healthy, this and that. And this year, in my opinion, he's the best running back in the league. So um, if I'm the Giants dude, I'm going to go ahead and pay Saquon, offer him 15 mil. If he denies that, then you offer him the 16 or whatever. However they do it, whatever. I'm not going to say what to offer him. But, yeah, I think he'd be ever – Worth every penny of that contract, dude. Just like McCaffrey is, because you can tell with how elusive he is, dude. If he stays healthy, man, he is so effective. I would, any team would lo- would kill to have Saquon Barkley. Honestly, like, yeah, if he can remain healthy, dude, pay him that money.
1: I like what I like what Cam said about uh, the comparison with uh, Zeke's contract. Uh, you know, you never want to pay a running back that much, but. When you have a talent like Saquon, he's more athletic. He can do everything better than Zeke, pretty much. He could be the best running back in the NFL. And for the Giants, a team that has literally n- no set in stone options at, at the skill positions on offense, I think they definitely have to keep him. And you know what what's four million more than what they're already offering him? What what's that gonna change? Not much. They're 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 gonna sign him.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with what you said, Ethan, i and Cam too as well. And I I I think that you have to go and pay Saquon. I think it's just it's just a gamble in a way. It's a gamble because is do we pay him this money and he had one good season. Like not one like not one good, but one like fully fourteen game healthy season, fifteen game healthy season. Do we pay him and then something happens to him? You know, that's just a risk you take with a running back like that. Like Steve said, with CMC, they're writing him off last season. They're like, oh, well, this guy was number one in, number one in fantasy the last how many years? And then he just always hurt then the last two years. So I don't think, Saquon, you write him off just yet. I mean, Kenny Galladay needs to go. That contract, but you, with guaranteed money, it sucks. You know, that's why players sign is because all that guaranteed money that's there, you're going to want to go and sign that. But um, yeah, I think definitely Saquon will move on from this Dallas move on from Dak. I know that we talked about that a little bit. They were saying, and so me and Campbell were BSing about this. Micah Parsons said he goes if you look at the remaining four quarterbacks in in the championship games they're all on a rookie deal besides Mahomes. it was a little shot at dak i think what's your guys take on that
1: yeah i think mike is doing a little bit a little bit too much talking this year uh yeah he's just he's eventually gonna dig himself into a hole with all the talking he's doing but uh yeah, I think I think for the Cowboys' sake, they they have to move on from Dak in any way possible. He's he's not gonna win you a Super Bowl. He's not even gonna get you to a conference championship. Uh Blake Bortles has made it to a conference championship and Dak has it. Like <laughs> with, with a better team around him. So
0: and in the AFC.
1: Yeah, that Dak is he's not the answer. Uh-huh. They, they got they gotta move on.
2: I agree with Ethan, dude. Like I said earlier, he's not the guy that you're going to go out there and want to ring with. Dak Prescott, man. He's just not playing like he's worth all this money, dude. Like I said, he's the new Carson Wentz of the NFC East, man. If I'm Dallas, I don't think they're going to move on from him because I think they're pretty committed to Dak. But I would, honestly, I would try to look him into like Lamar Jackson. I like that take Steve about Lamar Jackson. That's
3: that's literally what I was gonna say. If they don't they don't move on from Dak, they're in all sorts of trouble. Dak could be great, but clearly he's shown over the past couple seasons now that he's just not that elite level quarterback that they need. And I do think Lamar Jackson is that guy. I would hate to see him in Dallas, but I think they would that would just be another level.
2: It just oh, seems give, that he kill. would work out, in, You know what I mean? Like it just seems like Lamar really would work out in Dallas.
0: He'd get Philly problems.
2: I think he would too. Yeah, yeah. him and Hurts in the same division would be an issue, big time.
0: So, so would you guys then go and say, "All right, Cooper Rush. If we go and get rid of Dak, will you be? Can you be our guy? You're four. Or he's four and one as a starter, right?"
2: He yeah. would not. He is, but he would not be their guy. That I saw Cooper Rush play live at the Dallas and Philly game when they played in Philly. It, he's terrible. <laughs> he is, dude. Like it, it's the truth. Like he's not for. It's not that he's not four and one because of Cooper Rush. He's four and one because of how that Dallas offense was playing all around. Like it. Yeah, he's not. He's not the guy at all. I think that's completely out of the question.
1: Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he's terrible, but he's definitely not a starting QB. Like, he's like he's like a tier below Gardner Minshew, like
0: where he can he get not, the job he could, done here he, and there. He
1: could step in if he has to, but he's not going to sign a deal somewhere and start on a team.
2: Absolutely anymore. not.
0: With that, with I that being said, hang,
1: hang
3: on. If that leaves Dallas, where do you think he goes? Is he a starter at another team?
0: Yeah. Like I yeah. want to know what you guys uh,
2: think. Yeah, possibly, just. I mean, who was going to pick up that contract with all that guaranteed money? You know the what commander. I mean? They, yeah, maybe he would want to go to the commanders and get some revenge on Dallas for, for trading them. Or, like, the Jets are trying to make moves at quarterback. They could possibly pick up Dak's contract.
0: He's definitely a starter in this league. And, I, and I'm not a Dallas fan, but he's definitely a starter in this league. He's proven yeah, that. I agree. I agree. Ever, everyone says, oh, because of his ankle injury, he never came back the same. I mean, that's a little baloney, but. the ankle I mean, don't affect your arm. Yeah. I think he's he's still the same player he was
2: before that injury. Yeah, yeah. He's not a running quarterback anyway.
0: Where Ken, where would you think he'd land?
2: Seattle. Oh.
3: Now, they're getting rid of Geno Smith, right?
0: I mean, you don't it, think they're it, picking
3: them back? I don't see why they would. I mean, I think Dak is a less less risky option.
2: But more money. I don't know. Yeah, but like well, you I don't see why Seattle got rid Russell Wilson. You know? Yeah, I, I like, think I I
0: Seattle brings him back.
2: I think the only way that Seattle would get rid of Geno Smith if they if they had if they were able to draft somebody young this year that they could bring in cheap. Obviously, for the next four years, because Gino Smith is playing pretty good, man. He's just getting up there in age. Do you really want to pay him?
0: I think like a two-year deal for Gino.
2: Yeah, I think that'd be good too. Maybe a year, and you give him a decent amount of money. Honestly, And the next year, if you can't pick up like if you can't make a move for like CJ Stroud or somebody like that, or Will Levis, then you move on.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think Gino's I mean, gonna end up end up getting like a two or three year deal, big money. And if the Seahawks don't want to pay him, I think that he knows, all right, some team will be dumb enough to give me like a 30, 30, $35 million contract.
2: Somebody will, dude, if they're yeah. desperate.
0: Yeah. Huh?
1: I don't know. I don't know about 35 a year. Then, yeah. You know,
0: Ethan, you know there's teams in this league that are that dumb. Yeah but,
1: she, yeah, but
0: she knows what, like 32, 33? Well, yeah, but a if it's twenty or... million a
2: year was a big contract for a quarterback, you know what I mean? So if I
0: knew what his projection was, I would love to I would love to know that because I think that they offered him something and he turned it down already. Because I think he would have lost time. He's playing good. Yeah, I think he I think he was he was putting a ceiling on himself and was like, All right, well, bank on me then because I'm gonna end up getting us to the playoffs.
2: What, does he know is worth, Luke?
0: Steve, I, I think he does. I think he proved a lot. I think he did. Going off that, we got Nathaniel Hackett. That's a horrible signing for the Jets. That's not appealing to anyone that wants to go there to be there. He's their offensive coordinator. We'll make this quick. What, what's the Nathaniel Hackett? Is that appealing?
1: I mean, at least he's not the head coach.
0: Well, but, yeah, but, like, Robert Saul is the head coach, but when he was in San Fran, he was a defensive coordinator. He's a defensive guru. So, so we know that, hack, it's going to be calling the plays.
2: Yeah, the, I, I don't know. The fans definitely have mixed emotions about it. I mean. Yeah.
0: Then we got we got the Pats bringing in Bill O'Brien as their offensive coordinator. That might make Mac Jones a little bit happy. He it's coached smart. him in Alabama
2: very smart
0: that was oh OC, and then we got all right to wrap it up damar hamlin what's up what's going on there
1: oh no he's dead he's dead oh no yeah
2: what was that dude some conspiracy. dude saying he's dead
1: no there's i mean it's
2: it's the internet man there's yeah no, it's just something stupid. stupid i know it's that just somebody to me even make up that conspiracy dude that's what i hate about the internet it's just attention, dude this guy is just making up some stupid conspiracy so he gets talked about on the internet. And that's all that is. Damar Hamlin is obviously not dead. He just took a picture with this painting that was on a brick wall yesterday and posted it on Instagram. He's not dead. He was
1: on FaceTime with Miles Sanders too.
2: Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like what? He's not dead, bro. Yeah, like would they like, build yeah, a robot and produce or replace him with it? Like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. He's I the mean, most
0: talked about guy. You would yeah, think that do, he would be on everything.
1: I do agree that, like, it is it is kind of shady how he was just – he was posted in the in – the, uh, what you call it? In the box with sunglasses on, a mask, and his hood up. Like, yeah, it's kind of weird, but, like,
0: <laughs> it doesn't mean he's dead. That's kind of what players wear now. You yeah. know what I mean? They wear the ski masks and the shit. They don't want to be noticed in public. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're famous. famous. You notice he doesn't want to talk to people. Right, he's, dude. He's an, he's an NFL player. player. So and he's we'll been wrap, in the news. We'll wrap so, that. We'll wrap that up with episode seven of the fade. Thank you all for tuning in. This will be posted. Stay tuned and I'll keep keep watching us.
1: There you go, birds.
0: See you, boys.